following is a podcast of 19 North, a young adults ministry at Victory Family Church. For more details, see 19north.tv. How we doing, guys? Man, I'm so glad to be here with you. You know, in time of praise and worship, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to tell my children, because the first song we sang about, we're children now, right? I mean, if you accept Jesus, you're a child of God. He says, tell my children, I love them. He loves you. Is that all I'm going to get back from that? <laughs> he so loves you. John 3, 16. And so it isn't a matter of he just, like, just loves you. He so loves you. I love you. This church loves you. I don't care how you came in tonight. I don't care what you did before you came in. I don't care about how much of a mess you've made this last week, how down and out you feel. God loves you, man. He loves you. He so loves you. I tell you what, man, I'm so glad that he loves me um, because that's brought me through a whole lot of stuff, just knowing that one promise right there, God loves me. The Bible goes on as, as we learn more about love. I'm not here to speak about love tonight, but this is where we're going. It says there's nothing can separate me from his love. You know, my parents love me, man. There's nothing my parents wouldn't do for me. But they can't always be there for me, you know. My dad went home already to heaven, and my mom's getting a little older. She can't be there all the time. But there is one that stays closer than a brother, the Bible says. And he so loves me. And he so loves you. In fact, I want you to repeat that after me. Let's say it. Let's say it like we, we understand it, like we, we have an understanding that we believe it. God loves me. I'm the one he loves. He so loves me. Amen. Amen. You know, I used to read about John, and John was going around, and if you read the Gospel of John, it's one of my favorite. He went about saying, I'm the one he loves. I'm the disciple that he loved, or I'm the one, you know, and I thought, who is he to think, you know, that he's like something special? You know, John just had a revelation of how much Jesus loved him. Amen? That's a good thing, guys. All right. Well, I'm so glad you invited me tonight. We're going to have a good time in the Word of God. Let's open up with a prayer, open prayer. Father, we thank you and praise you tonight. We say good evening to you, Lord. We're here, Lord, on purpose. We're here with a divine appointment with you. This is not about any person. This isn't some social gathering tonight, Lord. We come to draw near to you. We come to learn from you. We've come to be tweaked and twisted so that we're in the right position, that we're thinking right, that we're talking right, and we're acting right. For, Lord, we want everything that you have in store for us. Lord, I don't care what we've done this past week, I don't care how we've come in here, Lord, I know you want to do something special in us. And I give you place right now, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts, a ground that is receptive to your word, that good, imperishable seed of God. We thank you and praise you, Lord, in Jesus' name. How many of you guys are expecting for something? Just expecting some things to take place. Whether you're expecting things to, to change, maybe your situations aren't going the way you thought, maybe some circumstances have come against you, um, whatever that may be. Maybe it's financial struggle, maybe it's health, maybe it's relationships, but how many of you are believing for the, some things? Believing for some things to take place? Believing for some things to, to come your way? Listen, guys, 
we should be in expectation all the time. You know, if you're going through a struggle, that's just the time to get hooked up with a brother or sister and say, hey, help me stand. But I'm believing with you, man. I'm believing with you, and we're going to get through this, and we're going to come out on top because that's what God says. And here's what I want to encourage with you with tonight. You know, in the kingdom of God, God always wants to advance us. He always wants to increase us. And he always wants us to be moving forward. Always. I have an expectation for that in my life, in my business. I own multiple businesses. I'm a full-time pastor. And I have a young family. I'm old, but my family's young. <laughs> and you guys know my family, Lydia and Christian. But I'm believing for things all the time. I have a confident expectation that my life is going to look different next week than it does right now. And I have a confident expectation that at the end of this year, this year is going to be a great year. But at the end of this year, it's going to look a whole lot better than it did at the beginning of the year. And oh, by the way, 2016 is going to be the best year of my life, my family's life, my business life, my ministry life. And I can't wait for 2017 if the Lord does not come back, because this is going to be better than 2016. Some of you are looking at me like, settle down, dude. Man, you don't know what I'm going through. And listen, guys, we have to be expecting all the time. What I'm going to be speaking to you about tonight is faith. It's one of my favorite script, uh, topics. It's one that I've studied and studied and studied. You may have heard about faith and heard about faith, and you're tired of hearing about faith, but faith is the utmost importance as you and I as a believer, as Christians. We are a faith people. We serve a faith God who created everything that you and I see by faith. That's God. God created everything by faith. He spoke it into existence by faith. You know, you belong, if you belong here and you're here, to a faith church. We are a faith people. God calls us to live by faith, to receive everything by faith, to live by faith, to speak faith, to act on faith. So I don't think that we can be talking about it too much. I mean, as Christians, everything that you and I will ever receive from God will be by faith. So that's why we're going to constantly be looking at it and constantly be renewing our mind to it and, and constantly be, be, uh, uh, have an understanding and asking God to real, reveal things to us. Listen, you won't be limited tonight by what I say. I've been prayed up. And I know this to be true about the precious Holy Spirit. No matter what you're believing for, no matter what you're expecting to change, and no matter what you're looking to come your way, the Holy Spirit can speak to each one of you individually. I couldn't do that. Some of you I just met tonight. Uh, but the Holy Spirit knows intimately everything about you. And he can meet every one of your needs. And you can go out of this place tonight, man. I want you to believe, I want you to hook up with me here, that things are going to be different after tonight's service. Because God's word goes forth with power and God's word goes forth and it does not return to him void. It accomplishes exactly what he set out for it to do. So just hook up with it. Just hook up with me tonight and expect it. Okay? Can you do that with me? All right, that's a couple. I'm counseling with people every day. I'm your care pastor here at the church. Okay, so that means, you know, I oversee the care ministries. So I'm counseling with people every day, and I'm meeting people, and 
whether that's people on staff, whether it's people outside of our church or inside our church. We have a big church, so it's constant, you know. It's like on call 24-7. And so I'm constantly talking to people, and, and I'm spir- giving them spiritual guidance. And, and one of the things that comes along all the time is, is what I hear is like, well, I wish that I had your faith. People say that back to me. And or they say something like, well, I wish I had the faith of Pastor John or Joel Olstein or Furtick or Stanley or whoever you guys listen to. You know, they're comparing and then they're looking to someone else. So two things that I want to share with you tonight, don'ts, two no's that you don't want to do. Very important. One, you don't ever want to compare your faith to someone else's. So when we start looking to an evangelist or you start looking to Pastor Chris, I'm just like you. I'm walking this out. I have to walk it out just like you do. Same as Zanley Stanley, same as Joel Steen, same as Kenneth Hagen, Kenneth Copeland, the whole, all of them. So you never want to compare your faith to someone else. And just as importantly, guys, you don't want to allow someone else's faith to dictate your circumstances. So my buddy was believing over here for finances, and he did everything you said, Pastor Chris, but man, he's still in the hole. I've been believing for this godly woman to come into my life, or I've been believing for this job, and then, you know, whatever, you just add on the end of it. Guys, the enemy would love to get you and I tripped up and have us just stay in that box and say, well, my faith doesn't compare to that. I hear what you're saying, but man, it's not coming to pass in my life, or... It didn't happen for mama, didn't happen to my cousin, it didn't happen to this person that was standing faith over here. Don't do that. Don't do that, guys. That's meant to keep you you in in this container with a lid on it. That's not God's best for you, okay? God's best for you is to be believing and expecting him to move on your behalf in your situation, So hook up with me tonight, and I'm going to try to relay this, guys, so simple for you. I've heard lots of faith messages, and I've been studying it out, and I've prepared many faith messages over the years, and i preach preached lots of faith messages, but I keep trying to hone it and hone it so, so I can make it so easy that you can grasp a hold of it, because God's Word is easy. It isn't complicated. And I prayed tonight, and I prayed out throughout this week that I would be able to relay this to you in a way that you'd be able to apply it to your life. For it does no one any good for me to stand up here and preach a faith message, and then you walk out of here and somebody say, well, what did he say? I said, I don't know, man. It was just, he was boom. He was just loading up on us. And I can't apply anything of that to my life. That's no good, man. That's not what we're here about. We're here to have God speak to us. Okay. So it's a pretty big subject that we're talking about, this faith thing. And it's one of my favorite subjects. And the first, well, I want to stay right on target here because they've given me 30 minutes to speak on faith. (laughs) And if you know Pastor Chris, that's a short period of time. So people say, well, I don't even know if I have faith, Pastor Chris. Or I wish I had more faith. This is good news right here. Romans 12.3. Romans 12.3, listen, it'd do you well to write down a couple scriptures here. 
and it would do you well to maybe go back and look at them again and again and again and again. you got to get this down on the inside of you. Romans 12, 3 says that God has given unto every man, every girl, every woman, the measure of faith. The measure of faith. Jesus says in the Word, he says that I am the author, I am the perfecter, and I'm the finisher of your faith. And he says, I'm giving you the measure of faith. Every one of you. So the issue isn't, guys, that I don't have faith and that you don't have faith. The issue isn't is that I don't have enough faith. When Jesus gave you the measure of faith, he gave you all the faith that you and I will ever need in this life to be more than conquerors, to be victorious, to be triumphant in every area of our life. Well, I don't know about that, Pastor Chris. I'm going to show you. Allow God to speak to you. So when God is dealing out faith, and Jesus is giving us faith, and he authored this thing, and he, he's trying to perfect it in us, and he's faithful to finish it, don't you believe that he knows how much faith to give to you and I? You think he would give you less than what you would need in this life? And you say, well, Pastor Chris, you don't know what I'm going through, man. I've been going through it for a while, and my family's been in this for a while, and it, it doesn't seem like it's getting any better, and things don't seem like they're changing. I hear what you're saying. I hear what the church says, but it doesn't seem like that's working in my life. Except that Jesus has given you all the faith that you and I will ever need, according to Romans 12, 3. The problem is, you don't, it's not that you don't have enough faith or you don't have faith. The problem is, is developing the faith that's already on the inside of you. Okay? I'll liken it to this. Christian's my little bud. He's eight years old. Okay? He's my buddy, man. Lydia's my buddy, too, but Christian's eight, and I'm going to refer to him. When he was a little tyke, man, I seen a little boy running around right here in the pirate shirt, man. I mean, before that, I held Christian like this, man, and he was like, you know, I just... I had a boy, man, you know, and the same with Lydia. And I, I just held him, and, you know, it was just special to have a boy, you know, and I was so thankful. And, and, but that little boy, when I held him in my arms like this, he had all the muscles and all the bones that he would need to be a man someday. He's eight. I can't hold him like this anymore. <laughs> First of all, he's kicking, and he's brawling, and he's got muscles now, and he's solid, and he's just like all boy, you know, he doesn't sit still for a minute. He's developing. His muscles are developing. He's using them. And it won't be long before he'll be sitting in this room. He loves Jesus. And then it won't be long before he tries to take his old man down. That will never happen. <laughs> but he's developing. And so it is with our faith. So first we've realized, according to Romans 12, 3, that God has given you all the faith that you and I will ever need to overcome in this life. He tells us in his word, in Romans 10, 17, that faith cometh. I like another translation where it says that faith is developed by hearing and hearing the word of God. So realize and accept by faith 
that you have enough faith, and now it's my responsibility to take the faith that's been given to me by Jesus, who authored this thing, and now he'll help to perfect it in me, and he's faithful to finish it. He'll get me through. And now what i got to do is develop this faith. Listen, guys, if Christian would sit, would just let him lay in that, in that um, whatever, crib, and never moved, you think his muscles would develop? You think that he would be running around and doing things? No, if you and I sit still for long periods of time or lay in a bed for a while, things just go limp. Same is with your faith. It's not God's responsibility. He gave you the faith, and he said, here, my son and daughter, I'm giving you the faith. Now develop that faith, and how we develop that faith is by hearing and hearing the word of God, Romans 10, 17. Write that one down. That's how we develop our faith. That's how we build up the faith that we already have. It's not that we're trying to get more faith. It's not like we don't have faith. We're developing the faith just like those muscles and the bones in Christian. And the Bible doesn't say that faith comes by, I heard it once, or I came to church last month, or I heard it on a Saturday night. No, 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 Go, hey, guys, listen. What would your natural body look like if you only fed it a half hour on a Saturday night? What would it look like? Maybe you come Saturday night and you're one of those ones that come Sunday morning too. You think you'd be productive? You think you'd be efficient and effective by eating a, a, an hour and a half or two hours every week? I know I wouldn't be. Man, I got to eat every day, multiple times. So it is with your faith. So it is with your spirit, man. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And I want to tell you guys, by walking in this for a while now, and where I'm at, it isn't enough to just come here on Saturday night. No way, man. You know we have spiritual babes in the body of Christ that are 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70-year-old babies in the body of Christ. They've never grown up. They've never developed their faith. They're usually the ones that are blaming God for everything. And they're saying, didn't work for that person. God didn't give me enough faith. He gave it all to. We've got to grow up spiritually. So we find out that we've been given the measure of faith. We're finding out that how we develop that faith or how it gets stronger is by listening to the word of God over and over and over. And so that eliminates us trying to compare ourselves to someone else. That eliminates us from thinking that we don't have enough faith or that we need more faith. And, and when I hear someone say, well, I don't have enough faith or my faith isn't working, Man, first thing I tell them is, is zip this thing up. Listen, it's so important. Zip this thing up. It's better to say nothing at all when you open up your mouth and when you say, I don't have enough faith, or my faith isn't developed, or I just can't believe that way, and I can't do that. You just opened the door for to have the exact same thing that you've been having for a while. How's that working for you? You want to see change? You want to see your circumstances change? You want to see your life turn around? As of tonight, say, 
I will not speak contrary to the word of God. I'm going to speak what God says, and God says that I have all the faith that I'll ever need. God says that my faith can be developed by just hearing the word of God and having a devotion time, and I'm constantly reading my Bible. Listen, if you've been reading your Bible for a while and it isn't speaking to you, say, God, before I open this up, reveal yourself to me. Draw near to me, God. I need to hear you. I need to, I need to, I need to get close to you. I got to have you. I got to have you in my life. I, I need to know what you want me to do. There's many people just open it up. Forget that reading the Bible through a year. Forget about that. I'm not saying that's bad. It just becomes a, a thing where I get up and I got to read my chapter, man. Now, am I saying that's bad? No. But you want to be where God wants you. And he wants to speak to you each and every day. And he wants to reveal himself to you. We get all caught up with, well, I got to be in Lamentations, man. I got to be in, come on, man. Come on. All right? Give him place. Allow him to work in your life, okay? Allow him to speak what you need. Faith begins, this is a great statement to, to write down. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. We wouldn't even know that he's given us the measure of faith. We wouldn't even know that faith is developed by hearing hearing by the word of God without reading his word. You cannot bypass the word of God. There's many people that want all the results and they want God to move in their life and it will not happen, guys, by bypassing a daily time in the word of God. It will not happen. I've tried it. Faith cometh. Faith is developed by hearing and hearing the word of God. You, you have to know God's will in an area. His word is his will. Jesus is his will. Jesus is the word. The word became manifest in flesh and dwelt among us. Okay, so when I want to know God's will in a situation, whatever I'm believing to change in my life, whatever I'm believing to come into my life, I'm going to have to have something from the Word of God to stand on. You guys all know the difference between facts and the truth? Boy, it's really important to know this one, guys. Facts, they're all around us. This world we live in, it's messed up. And they'll tell you, it's this way today. Tomorrow it'll change. It'll be like this. Right now it's rainy out. Tomorrow it'll be sunny. It's hot. It's cold. I'm miserable. I'm, I'm glad. I'm sad. Facts are, one day it's okay to eat this. Next day it isn't. The truth never changes. Never varies. It's always the same. God says there is no shadow of turning or variance with him. So that would mean there's no shadow of turning or variance with his word. We know that to be true about Jesus. He stood firm. You and I can stand firm because we're in the word of God and where faith is being developed, we're finding our scriptures, we're finding our promises. He says all his promises are yes and amen to those that believe. Just believe it. Take it by faith. Take it. Say, yeah, I'll take that, Lord. I got it. We try to figure it all out. We try to compare. We try to think of all the ways why it wouldn't work. Just receive it. Just take it. That's faith. You know, guys, if, if you have it, if you believe in for money and you got money in your hand, you don't need faith for that. If you got a godly spouse 
or you have uh, relationships all in order. You don't need faith for that. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. We need to use our faith for those things that we need that we haven't seen, we haven't felt yet, we haven't touched yet, we haven't manifested yet. Once you've got them, you don't need faith for that anymore. You need faith to maintain them. Faith begins where the will of God is known. What are you believing for in your life? Step number one to apply this. Matthew 6.33 Seek ye first Seek ye first Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in all these things that you're believing for to be removed from your life and to be added into your life will be added unto you. That's what God's telling you tonight. Seek first the kingdom of God. Here's what we do. We go after this girl, or we go after this guy, or we take this job, we go to this school, and then it's a mess, and then we're in a jam, and then we say, God, why, what's going on in my life? Why is this happening to me? Why did you allow this to take place? God will allow what you allow. We're not supposed to be little babies anymore. We're to be growing up. Okay, I'm teaching Christian and Lydia principles right now. I shouldn't have to be teaching them that next year. Okay? And God wants us to grow up. So seek ye first the kingdom of God. I'll challenge you even going as far as saying this. I believe this in my heart. I'm like, I can't prove this out in the Bible, and you don't have to take it as doctrine, but let it encourage you. Let God speak to you. I believe it's first thing in the morning. I do. There are people who say, well, I'm not a morning person, Pastor Chris. Who is? <laughs> okay? I am kind of a morning person. I get up and I'm a happy camper. But, uh, you know, there are people who say, well, I just do my devotions and I do my study time at night. That's cool. But what do you got to offer God after you put in a full day? And you're played. And you're giving him, what, 15 minutes at the end of the night before you go to bed? Reading a half hour? A soldier, someone in the Army and Navy, Marines, Air Force, they get their orders in the morning, and so they know how to play out the day. Holy Spirit's our guide, our teacher. And we go to him at the end of the day. I'm not saying that he won't speak to you. I'm not saying he won't equip you for the next day. But I need him in the morning. I need to know what's going on for the day. I need to know if I should be going over here. I need to know if I should be meeting with this person. I need to hear them. I got to have them before I have my food. I got to be near them. I got to know, I got to know God's with me. And that's a relationship, and that'll, that happens as you grow and grow and grow. But I don't want to move, man. I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to leave my house without just hanging with them. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is his word. This is the kingdom of God. He told us to pray like this. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Faith begins where the will of God is known, right? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? Here on earth, as it is in heaven. How is it in heaven? Heaven's not sad. Heaven's not sick. Heaven's not broke. It's a happy, healthy, wealthy place. And he's saying, pray that here. Believe that for here. 
I want you to have that for here. I've given you the faith. Now develop your faith so you have happy, healthy, wealthy. Oh, Pastor Chris, you're one of those preachers? Oh, yes, I am. I've been the other way, and I've been this way. It's a whole lot better to be this way. And when Jesus, the Lord, the Master, the Teacher, tells me to pray this way, that thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven, I know what heaven's like. It's all good, man. And so why would he want us to believe and stretch our faith out to have that here? It's a calling card, man. It's not about me having everything that I want. It's about people being drawn to the kingdom of God through my life and your life. You mean it can be that way? Listen, man, I don't have time to go into my testimony, but I haven't always been this way. Oh, man, I was a rough dude. I don't even know if you know what Johnny Rotten is, but I was a Johnny Rotten man at one time. And look what the Lord has done. Praise God. So, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Righteousness is a word that means right standing with God, but man, I've been studying that word out for about three years now, and the Lord keeps revealing it to me. Righteousness Listen, if I have right standing with God, wouldn't that lead you and I to believe that I have the ability, I have the ability to think right? I have the mind of Christ. Talk right. I'm speaking only what I hear the Father say. And act right. I only do what I see that he would do. Listen, man, it's blowing the doors off of my barn. If I think right, I talk right, and I act right, and that is doable by being in the Word and getting my faith developed. I can have the same results as Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I can do the same things that Jesus did. I can be just like my dad. You'll get it if you hang out there. Meditate on it. Step number two. One of my favorite scriptures, first one was my life scripture, was Matthew 6.33. Next one is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. I don't know how this is going to happen, man. I can't see it. I don't know how his money's going to come in. I don't know where she's going to come from. I haven't met no new guys. I don't know what my relationships are. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to this thing. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. He'll light your path so that your feet do not stumble. Who wouldn't want that? That's faith, man. That's living by faith. I'm finding a promise in God's word. I'm applying the faith that he gave me. And I'm developing it by hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. Listen, guys. If you keep reading that scripture over and over and over that pertains to your situation, and I would encourage you to read it out loud because faith cometh by hearing and you're going to believe your voice over anybody else's, and you just keep speaking that, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Oh, yeah, I might be tripped up right now. I might be in a mess right now, a real quagmire, but I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. You might have zero in that bank account right now, and you're believing to go to school. Maybe there's somebody in here believing to start a business. My God... When I've gotten a word from him and I'm applying the faith that he gave me and I'm developing it now, how am I going to develop it? But I'm going to keep saying, my God shall meet every one of my needs according to his riches and glory. He's not tapped out. <laughs> God owns all the cattle on the hill. 
and all the gold in the earth and the silver. He's lying in the streets of heaven with, come on, man. Apply your faith. Apply your faith to it. Step out there in faith. And, and here's what's going to require. You're going to have to shut out some friends. Here's what I've learned to be true about a faith walk too, is the people that are closest to you, this really, can I use the word suck? It sucks. The people that are closest to you are the people usually that'll, yeah, right, dude. Yeah, man, well, yeah, you know what, that worked for them. But anyway, And that stinks, really does. I've had family, you know, when I was going to start my business or start another business, when I was coming on to be a pastor, uh, my family, who loves me, and they're Christians, are the very ones that were speaking doubt and unbelief and questioning, instead of saying, yeah, man, we're believing with you, and we'll come right alongside. So you have to be prepared for that. I never sugarcoat anything. I'm going to tell you straight up. If you're going to live a life by faith, you've got to settle it in your heart and settle it in your mind, and you've got to develop that faith so that when someone you love comes up and you know, unintentionally says something to try to get you to back off or to get you to back away, it doesn't deter you because it will happen. And that sucks. <laughs> that sucks. But Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, I credit to any success that I've ever had in my life. And it is the success for a Christian that will make them successful in everything they do by acknowledging the Lord in all your ways. You know what? You have to give him place. And people say, in all my ways, that's where people get hung up, in all your ways. You know what? I don't return a phone call here at the church or at home without first acknowledging him. Lord, you know what this person needs. You know what I'm trying to do here. Give me the right words to say. You know if you make that phone call without acknowledging him, you're doing it in your own effort. You know like when you go to purchase something or you go to fill out an application, when you go to meet this girl for the first time or this guy or you're going to go buy a car, he says, acknowledge me in all your ways, Christopher, and I'll make your path straight and light your path so your feet don't stumble. Don't come to me on the back end. I will get you out of this jam, but it'll take time, resources, and energy on your part to undo what you've done. I'll make a really quick illustration. Somebody can keep track of time here. Whether you believe with President Obama or not, okay, he's still president. You're sitting there at your house. You know, the, the Secret Service calls and says, President Obama wants to come over to your house and dine with you tonight. Well, I know what my wife would be doing. Be tearing that house upside down, it'd be a frenzy, you know, blah, 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 all the fine China, you know, whether we don't agree with everything that he's doing, but he's still the president, he's coming to our house, man, tonight. She'd set the table all out there, man, it'd be everything clean, we'd be all played, but it'd be nice looking nice, you know. I'd touch up the landscape maybe a little bit around there, you know. So he comes and knocks on the door, and he comes in, and here we are, we're chowing down, man. We're chowing down, and we didn't have a, we had four settings, Jerry, me, Lydia, and Christian, and we're eating, and he walks in, looks in the dining room, and says, oh, man, excuse me, excuse me, I don't want to infringe on your, on your dinner here, and he'd go wait in the living room, or probably get in his limo and take off, so those people are crazy, 
Or he comes into the dining room, looks in. We're sitting there waiting for him. There's another setting for him and his wife and his two daughters. He feels welcome. We've given him place into the situation. And he comes in, he dines with us, and it's, a, it's an all right meeting. I'd have a couple words with him, but it'd be all right, you know? Um, and the same it is with the Holy Spirit. You can do it in your own effort and not give him place, and then you have to live with, with the results. Or you give him place into every situation. Guys, I can't stress it enough. It says in all our ways. And it gives him place to come in and just make sure that we're thinking right, talking right, acting right. I've got to keep moving. So, we know that we have enough faith. We know how to develop our faith. And we know... How to activate our faith is by finding it in the Word of God. This is very important right here. Hebrews 12.1. It says, now faith is, Hebrews 12.1. Now faith is, Hebrews 12.1. Now faith is, when's faith? Come on, man, when's faith? Now faith is. Not, well, it used to be and someday it will be. Or in the future, it will be. Or when I see it, it can be. Or when I have it, that's when I'll believe. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. What's that things that were hoped for? That's the word. The evidence of things not yet seen. So just as God spoke light and light was, he didn't sit there and say, well, I wonder when it's coming. wonder when I'll have it. And he spoke everything into existence, and he believed it, and it came to pass. Now faith is. So, whatever you're believing for to get rid of your life or get out of your life, and whatever you're believing to come into your life, and whatever you're believing for God to do, it's now. Faith is now. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week. It's not a year from now. I believe you, God, that you are who you said you are, Hebrews eleven six, and that you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek after you. I'd write that scripture down. That's such a great promise. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we want to be walking by faith. We want to be talking this faith thing all the time. For those who come to God, listen how he's setting you guys up. He set you up tonight. For those who come to God must believe that he is. You wouldn't be here tonight if you didn't believe that God is who he said he was. I hope you didn't come here to see what everybody else is wearing. Or you came here because you heard Pastor Chris. I'm sure it wasn't that. Or that you came for whatever reason. I hope you came tonight because you believe who he is who he said he is. And that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek after you. Here's what I want you to understand tonight, guys is he wants to reward you tonight. Tonight. He wants to reward you every time you open up this Bible or your phones, whatever you do. He wants to reward you every time you come to church. Because you believe he is who he said he is, and you're faith people, and you have the faith, and you're developing in your faith all the time, he says, here's what I want to do for you, my sons and daughters. I want to reward you. Well, I'm just like our lab. I saw a little lab over here. I think it's a lab. And whenever I say, Sadie, treat, 
Sadie comes over, man, she's wagging her tail, spit's coming out of her mouth, and she's sitting perfect right there in front of me. I want you to get that image every time you open up the Word of God. I want you to get that image every time that you come to church. I'm getting something tonight. I ain't going out of this place tonight the same as when I came in. I don't care who's speaking. I don't care what praise and worship they have. I don't even care if they don't have any praise and worship. I'm getting something tonight out of this message. I'm getting something tonight because God said he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek after him. When is faith? Dude, dudettes, you got to get this. When is faith? Okay, I'm believing now, man. Okay, here's how it works. I'm believing for a godly woman to come into my life. This was me at one time. I'm believing for that godly man to come into my life. I'm believing to hear which school I should be going to or which job I should be taking. I'm, 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 I'm hearing and believing for this relationship to work out. So I find my scriptures and the word of God. Uh, I know I have faith to believe them. And now I'm going to just keep reading them and I'm going to keep listening to them. I'm going to have God keep speaking them to me. And I'm going to believe that they're mine now. I'm not going to believe when I have them, I won't need faith then. I'm going to believe them now. I believe you, God, that you're a rewarder and I believe you're a God of the impossible. And I believe because your word is truth, it's not a fact, it doesn't change. So if I can apply it to my life, you're no respecter of persons. If you did it for Pastor Chris, or you did it for Pastor John, or you did it for Joel, or you did it for Ferdig, or whoever you're listening, you'll do it for me because you're no respecter of persons. How do we activate our faith? And then we're going to get closing up here. How do we activate it? So we already know we have faith. We know how to develop our faith. We know that faith is now. Okay, let's accept that by faith. How do we activate it? How do we, like, apply it? How do we, how do we like, use it? The number one indicator of your faith and my faith is our words. They're a gauge. They're an indicator. Just like the gauges on your car or your equipment, they show you where you're at gas-wise, where you're at fuel, oil, air, you know, all spiel. Our words are the number one indicator of our faith. It doesn't take me long now that if I have a conversation with you and I, and I allow you to speak long enough, I'm going to know exactly what you're believing for. I can tell by the words coming out of your mouth. Oh, man, I know I ever gets losers, man. I never get any godly men. I don't know what to talk about. I guess these guys just abuse me, blah, blah, blah. Girls, uh, there ain't no girls in that church. And my bank, oh, my job sucks. There's your face speaking, man. And you'll have that for as long as you're speaking that. That ought, to, that ought to open up your eyes and that ought to jerk the slack right out of you. Listen, if you're, if you're having the same thing over and over and over, it's because you're saying the same thing over and over. Zip that thing up. Zip it up. This is where we get in trouble. You can be believing. You all know tonight that you have enough faith. You all know how to develop your faith. You all know that faith is now. 
God's given it to you. He's looking to perfect it and finish it in you. And yet you're speaking doubt and unbelief. You're speaking contrary, and it will not work, guys. It will not work. You're undoing your faith. It's called tainted faith, meaning you're believing for something, but you're speaking something else. I know you know this, but maybe some of you don't know. The enemy doesn't know our hearts. The only thing that the enemy can do is listen to our words and watch how we react. When people are like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me, and they cry, and they fall on the floor, and they moan, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I got you right where I want you. He doesn't know our hearts, so if you just keep it zipped up, just keep this zipped up, he won't know actually what's going on. He can watch you. Uh, he says he goes about like a roaring lion. Right now, in the spiritual realm, the enemy is making his rounds. When we end this and you'll go back there and you'll talk and converse with each other, he's like, huh? what did you say? Huh? What did you say? I got place into their life. Just as we give place to the Holy Spirit, the enemy's looking. And how he gets into our lives and how he disrupts our lives is by our words. Jesus gave an example of faith and living by faith. And then we'll kind of close it up with this. He's teaching the disciples all the time about faith. And so one day they're walking down the road and they're all hungry. And Jesus looks off in the distance and he sees a fig tree or a plum tree. He says, I'm hungry. Let's go over to that tree. Let's get something to eat. He gets over to that tree, and it has no plums or figs on it. That's a bad day when you're hungry and you're walking on the road. So he curses it. People say, you tree huggers are like, how can he do that to a tree? We landscapers say, hallelujah. That's a, we get, pull that one out, we'll put another one in. We're making money here. Okay? But he says, he says um, cursed be that fig tree. No one shall ever eat from it again. And it was still green. Still looked like it did when they were walking down the road. Next day, the boys are walking down the road, and Peter yells out, Master, look at the tree. It's withered up from its roots. When did that happen? When he spoke it. Why didn't it die up right then? It did. But it took a while to manifest itself. And Jesus said, in Mark eleven twenty two, have this kind of faith. He says, have faith in God. I like the translation. It says, have God kind of faith. Well, how is that God kind of faith, Jesus? I just showed you, my man. I just showed you, boys. He goes on to say in Mark eleven twenty three, whosoever, you're a whosoever, whosoever shall say unto this mountain of debt, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain of sickness or disease, whoever shall say unto this mountain of lack, whatever you want to add to it, what's your mountain? Whoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, cast into the sea, get out of my way, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believes those things which he says, listen to this, he shall have whatsoever he or she says. That's faith speaking. Are you learning? Are you hearing this now, guys? Listen to me. Whatever object is in your way, we all have them. Jesus said you'll many, have many troubles, trials, and tribulations. He said, but oh, oh, take hold. I've overcome them all. Well, if he lives in the inside of you and I, that gives me an indication that we can overcome them all. 
He tells us in 1 John 5, 4, that our faith, say my faith, my faith is a victory that overcomes the world. Praise God. The faith that Jesus gave you and I that is being developed by hearing his word over and over and over now is the victory that overcomes this world. So no matter what this world throws at you, and it'll throw all kinds of stuff at you, your faith, my faith, the faith that God gave us is the victory that overcomes it. Not a single hallelujah. Come on, man. Come on. Get ex- Hey, you know what? Faith gets excited, too. You know why Pastor Chris is always excited? You know why I get so much? Because I'm a faith person. I just love it, man. I just, I've seen it. I know what it's like not to be a faith person. I'm a faith person. I just am so excited about it. Something comes into my life. To hell with that. If it ain't what God says, to hell with it. That's where it needs to go. I'm not cursing, I'm not swearing. I'm saying that's where you need to go. (laughs) And whatever God says, he says, I've laid up a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Well, that sure is in heaven. I want everything off that table. How about you? When God lays out a table on a smorgasbord, man, I tell you what, it's a grand thing. (laughs) There isn't, he says, I've given you everything that pertains to life and godliness through the knowledge of me. So you can't bypass the word of God, guys. It's going to require faith, and it's going to require you to stand in faith. It's going to require us to lock arms together and hold each other up. When we've done all to stand, the Bible says to continue to stand. Why? Because God's word won't return to him void. He's not a man that he should lie. He's God, and he's trustworthy, and he's faithful. And what's always interesting to me is, 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 I don't care if you're a Baptist, a Lutheran, uh, you know, or, you know, whatever denomination you put in there. We believe God for the impossible when we say, I accept you, Jesus, into my heart. And I know that I'm going to spend an eternity with you in heaven. And then we end it right there. For the thing that you cannot see, that you've never been to, you believe that no one can ever take that salvation away from you. And yet for healing, or finances, or relationships, because that's where the enemy comes against us, we end it. In the same way that you received your salvation is the way you'll receive everything from God. Do you see that now? Listen, do you see that now, guys? How did you receive your salvation? You heard, you accepted it, you believed it, and you said, yeah, I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Now, today, whenever that was. And you're saved. You're going to heaven. No one will ever take that away from you. You would fight them to say, no, I'm not losing my salvation. It's the same way that you're going to receive everything from God. Amen? You get it? You getting it? Recognize that you already have been given the faith. Develop that faith inside you by hearing the word of God. Get a picture of what you're believing from, from the Bible. I would actually get that picture, put it on a note card, I'd stick it on the car, a windshield, I'd put it on the door, I'd put it across the throne, I'd put it in my, you know, my workout room, I'd put it wherever, my, I'd put it everywhere. Until I see that thing manifest in the natural, I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to speak it, I'm developing, develop, I'm going to speak it to be so, I'm going to decree it over my life, I have it now, I have this now, and I don't care who you are or what you're saying about it, God said this, 
And if I truly believe that I've received now, tonight, today, what's the proper thing to do? Huh? Give thanks. Guys, let me share something with you, man. This will take you over the top if you're believing for something. I hope every one of you tonight are believing for something after this message. You get that down in your heart, you may be questioning, I, I, I think that's what I'm believing for, Pastor Chris. I, 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 really, I, really, I really want that. Then, then continue to mull that over, meditate on that. But the number one thing to do, if you believed you've received it now, because faith is now, the proper thing to do is to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Before you see it, before you have it, before you can touch it or smell it or taste it, I have it now. That godly woman that God ordained before the foundations of the world is coming to me now in Jesus' name. That man, that upright man who loves God and serves God and will treat me with respect and dignity, he's mine now. He's on his way now. Now, thank you, Lord. Thank you for a godly husband. Thank you, Lord. I won't settle for anything less. Thank you, Lord, that I have more than enough at all times. So I'm a giver. I'm a distributor for the kingdom of God. And, and, and it's when you don't have anything in your bank accounts, when your pockets are empty, that you say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. And when you do that, guys, the grace of God comes right alongside you. That's that empowerment, that enablement to do what you and I couldn't do in and of ourselves. And it comes right alongside you because you're agreeing with him you're, 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 you're lining yourself up with him, and he rewards you with the thing that you're believing for. Whatsoever things ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Amen? Amen? All right, guys. Listen, your next step may be, because there was a lot thrown at you here, is faith life training. I oversee that. There's one beginning, I think, this Tuesday night. A lot of 19 Northers are going there. When is it? Wednesday. Sorry, Wednesday. Thank you. It's Wednesday. That's a great class to build your faith. Listen, it'll change your life. And you know what? I've taken it 20-some times. You hear me? I've taken it 20-some times. I've led it probably 18 times. Why would you do that, Pastor Chris? Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen? You don't just get to do this for a season. It's a life of living by faith. Listen, man, you've been very good. I hope I didn't extend my welcome here. Let me pray for you and then be on your way. You can talk about faith stuff tonight, right? <laughs> Father, thank you. We praise you, Lord. I thank you for speaking to me. Lord, yeah, I appreciate that. And I thank you for speaking through me. And Lord, I thank you that your word did not fall on idle ears. But Lord, that it would fall into good ground and produce much fruit. Lord, it, it would be, we'd be able to apply it to our lives and to our situation. And I thank you, precious Holy Spirit, for coming alongside my brothers and sisters. And I thank you for guiding and leading them into all truth. I thank you for showing them things to come. And I thank you for bringing to remembrance those things that we've, 
learned and heard and been taught tonight. Oh, Lord, we thank you and praise you that we're going out of here different than when we came in. Lord, thank you so much for all that you've given to us and all that you've blessed us with. We're so grateful, so thankful. I speak the blessing of God over my brothers and sisters, over everything they set their hands to, that you perfect the things that concern them, and you bless them exceedingly above and beyond what they could think or even imagine. They come back together, give testimony of all the great things you're doing, Lord. That will spur us on. That'll that'll cheer us up. That'll that'll admonish us, Lord. We can do these things. And we're quick to give you all the thanks, the praise, and glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, Amen, guys. Thank you.